So here we are. Um, as Rob was saying, priorities. How, how do we set our priorities? And um, particularly where I think with uh, the lockdown and the different things over the last two or three years, um, maybe for some people a reassessing. Well, what actually, yeah, what, what are my priorities? Where everything's stripped back. And maybe you feel you've got a choice um, around, well, what do I do? How, how do I make the most of my life? Um, and we're going to look uh, this morning just at one of Jesus' sayings. Well, actually, one of the things that Jesus said, if you're looking at your priorities, if you're saying kind of, how am I going to get the best out of life? Uh, what, what is the thing that I need to put kind of number one? Uh, then here's some words from Jesus. And he says, first things first, you need to seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness. And actually, then all the other things of life, the things that we need and things that we depend on, actually, those things will have their proper place and they'll be added to you. Um, so we're going to just look at the words of Jesus. And if you're here as a, a guest or a visitor, uh, you kind of um, may not be uh, used to looking at the Bible, but uh, on Sundays we read a little bit of the Bible and we just say, what does it mean for us uh, today in our lives? So I'm going to read these words from, uh, from Jesus. Uh, this is in um, Matthew chapter 5. It says this. Um, Therefore I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away, and yet your Father in heaven feeds them. You are much more valuable than they. Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor has been dressed like one of these. That's from, oops, sorry, just back a minute, Joe. Um, on Friday, I went into, I don't know if you've been to Prizewood. Have you been to Prizewood? Actually, I mean, it's just the most amazing display of bluebells. Um, and they've been there for kind of centuries. And there's little kind of warnings, don't walk over the bluebells. They've been here uh, for centuries and we want them to be here. Um, but actually, you, you see all these bluebells and nobody looks after them. Nobody, actually, they just grow. And, and to be in that walk on Friday and just to look at the amazing and think, actually, God did this. Actually, consider the flowers. Actually, I worry about my little life. But somehow, as you look at the world round about you, you're reminded of God's faithfulness and God's provision. He goes on to say this. Uh, uh, if that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which are here today and tomorrow are thrown into the fire... He will not much more, how much more clothe you, you of little faith. So do not worry uh, saying, what should we eat or what should we drink or what should we wear? For pagans won't run after these things. Your heavenly father knows what you need. And then this is the words that we're going to be looking at. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. They're great words of Jesus because actually we can worry about all kinds of things. If, if kind of the pandemic wasn't bad enough, then uh, fuel prices were going up. If not fuel prices are bad enough, general cost of living is going up. If that wasn't enough, uh, Ukraine situation. Actually, the, the, the news and life actually just seems full of stuff that, of course, we should jolly worry. Of course, we should be kind of, uh, it should be, uh, effect. of course, we're kind of, well, what's going to happen? Uh, I'm not sure how, you, how much news you consume, but uh, we've decided to ration news in our household uh, because in some ways it's not good for us. 
to, to, to always obsess about what's going on. We used to have kind of Radio 5 Live on and every half an hour the news would be on and it'd be going around the same kind of, this is the world, this is the world, this is all that happened, this is all how bad it is. And, and we think actually, it's important to know what's happening in the world but not to obsess of what's happening in the world. It's important to be concerned but actually Jesus says, don't be anxious. He says, God is a God who knows you and loves you and cares for you. And if you're thinking about priorities, you should put God's kingdom first above all other anxieties, all other worries of life. Now, you might say, well, I mean, what, what does that actually mean? What, what does it mean for somebody in the 21st century living in the UK to seek first God's kingdom? I mean, what, what does it mean? And, and I suppose for us, we might have ideas around kingdom and our ideas of kingdom might be, I don't know, it might be to do with Queen Elizabeth. It might be to do with, uh, you've watched some medieval uh, films where there's kings or, and, and queens. Uh, maybe kind of um, there's, there's things around um, knights of the round table. And, and, and we have a view looking backwards on what kingdom might be. But for those first hearers of Jesus' words. They were people who would have been living in uh, the first century. They'd be living in, in Palestine where uh, the ruling force was the Roman Empire. And so when Jesus talks about kingdom, actually they would have ideas that weren't, kind of, weren't medieval ideas about kings and lords and feudal systems. Actually they would have, I suppose they would have, I don't know, these five things. They'd probably think that a kingdom has got, I mean there's a king. A kingdom has got to do with ruling and a, a realm. The kingdom's got to do with, with people who are part of that kingdom. The kingdom's got to do with territory or land. And the kingdom's got something to do with the culture that is there. So for the Roman Empire, they had Caesar was king. Uh, the, the Roman Empire was a, a place where kind of Caesar would rule. Uh, there were people who were Roman citizens, and as such, they had to do what Caesar said. There was a, a territory that could be marked out as, as being the Roman Empire that was either expanding or decreasing. And there was certainly a Roman culture uh, of what it meant to be Roman. And so when Jesus says, seek first God's kingdom, then I suppose those five things are things, well, what do those five things mean for the first hearers? And therefore, what do they mean for us 2,000 years later? So I suppose the first thing is, for a kingdom, when Jesus talks about seek first the kingdom, actually, a kingdom does have a king. And when Jesus talks about the kingdom of God, that king is Jesus. King Jesus. We believe that, that Jesus is our king. We believe that when Jesus lived on this earth as, as a human being, he wasn't just human, he was God in human form. And, and all that he taught and all that he did, and when he died and he came back to life again, it displayed that he was ruler he was ruling over all the dark forces in this world he was ruling over creation there's something about Jesus that that he is the king uh, there's something about God's kingdom that, that is now and not yet we we experience it something of God's kingdom now so Jesus is king he as he died on the cross all powers of darkness were defeated he is victorious every sense of shame and guilt and sin that we've done can be taken away but there's the not yet one day Jesus will return and the Bible tells us when Jesus will return, his kingdom will be extended to everybody. And at that moment, every knee will bow. Whether you call yourself a Christian or not, every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord, Jesus is Master, Jesus is King. And so to seek first God's kingdom means that Jesus is number one. 
So in a time when we can be anxious and, and worried and kind of um, maybe we look at the, the flowers of the field, and we, look, we look at the birds on, on our bird tables or feeders, or whatever. Actually, those things are helpful to remind us that God is faithful in creation. But he then says, seek first God's kingdom. Is Jesus king in your life? Is he the most important? Because if Jesus isn't king, I think that other things can be king. I think other things can rule. And maybe it's fear and anxiety that starts to rule. Maybe it's trying to sort out your own future yourself and, and through willpower and through just kind of self, kind of, well, you, you, you're going to make things happen and, and other things can become king. First thing I think, seek first God's kingdom. It's that how do I seek first Jesus, who Jesus is, what he says, what he does? The second thing, though, is to do with rule. It's to do with not only is Jesus king, but Jesus wants to, to rule, not in a harsh, vindictive way, but in a servant-hearted way. As the uh, empire would have an empire where it kind of ruled over uh, things that went on and, and determined things, actually Jesus wants to be Lord of our life. Actually, he wants us to uh, submit to him, when uh, a new emperor was in place, that heralds would go throughout the empire and they would announce the good news that kind of a new Caesar is in place. And somehow we are to seek first God's kingdom. Actually, we are to tell people actually that there's a new king in place. It's King Jesus. And for each one of us to bring our lives under his rule and his lordship. It's to announce that there's, kind of Jesus says, go into all, uh, to all nations, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded. To say, here's the best way to live life, Jesus' way. What, what he says, what he does, the life that he brings, actually we can choose to live under his rule or outside of his rule. And to seek first God's kingdom is to live under his rule. So what Jesus says, are you prepared to, by faith, risk it, give it a go, believe it, put it into practice? Because you then bring yourself under the, the rule of Jesus, under the lordship of Jesus. And I must admit for myself, actually, it is the best way to live. Jesus' words are wise words. They're life-giving words. They're light in the darkness. They're food to our hungry souls. They're water when we're thirsty. Actually, to live under the lordship of Jesus, to live according to his words, to his commands, actually, that is the best way to live. Jesus doesn't rule with, uh, with force and wrath and indignation. Actually, he rules with love. And he wants the best for you. The best kind of life we can live, seeking first the kingdom, is to live under his rule. The third thing about God's kingdom is it is to do with people. Uh, it's, it's to do with, with, I suppose, the church. To seek first the God's kingdom, it, it is being with God's people. Now, you may be somebody here who's you're still on a, a, an adventure, a journey of faith. Maybe you haven't discovered who, who Jesus is um, for yourself yet. But when you have, you find that not only is he your king, but he calls you into a people that are his people. It calls you into, into a family. And to seek first God's kingdom, I think it's not just an individual pursuit. It's a team pursuit. Actually, it's something that we need to seek first God's kingdom together with other people because the, the stories and the messages from, um, from the world and the workplace and society are so strong. Unless we're part of the people, we can get isolated on our own, which is why it's great that you're here on a, a Sunday to, to meet with God's people. That's part of seeking first God's kingdom. You want to be here to bring your life under the Lordship of Jesus, to, to worship and to hear God's word and to take communion and to get prayer. And, and being part of God's people is part of what God's kingdom is. 
Actually, God, God's people and God's kingdom, it's not just a matter of, of him ruling over people. Actually, there's a most amazing thing is that he calls his people into, I don't know, cooperating with him. Actually, it's not just about Jesus ruling over us. Actually, right from Genesis, where it says, rule over the fish of the birds and the uh, fish of the, of the sea and the birds of the sky. Right the way through to, to Revelation, where we'll, we'll rule, rule with Jesus kind of into eternity. Actually, there's something about cooperating with God's kingdom. Actually, God calls his people to be a, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, people who can do God's kingdom work in this world. And seeking first God's kingdom is about being his people under the lordship of Jesus, but being his people that work out the deeds and the actions of Jesus. I think it's an amazing thing that when we think about seeking first God's kingdom, it's about God's rule on our life, but about us cooperating to see his rule uh, change the world. The fourth thing that's um, to do with kingdom is, is about land. It's about territory. And, and for human kingdoms, those territories have, have boundaries. And unfortunately, with Russia and Ukraine, there's, there's kind of disputes that go across those boundaries of where does one kingdom finish and another kingdom start, and, and where there's power and there's uh, kind of uh, warmongering. But what is the, the land that is part of seeking first the kingdom of God? Well, I think God's kingdom heart is for the whole of the world. It's not just a little bit of Israel in the Middle East. Actually, God's heart is for the whole world. Actually, where does God's kingdom rule want to come? Actually, God's kingdom rule wants to come on the whole, the whole world. That, that is the, the domain that is Jesus' domain. And, and, and the domain is, is therefore, it's God's kingdom not just to do with, with people. Actually, it is to do with the environment, with uh, social justice issues. It's to do with how, how does God's kingdom touch every aspect of the world in which we live. And so to seek first God's kingdom, of course we should be motivated by the world. The world that God so loved that he gave his only son. We should be motivated by some of the things that we see and when we hear on the news and how do we respond with love and care. Actually, it should be something about how do we, do we pray, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth. This is the land, this is the territory, this is the geography, on earth as it is in heaven. And so to seek first God's kingdom, I think we must be involved in seeing the land, seeing the world, seeing territory turn from darkness to light, to see Jesus become king. It's to do with mission. It's like we heard from David. It's about people finding Jesus for the very first time. And just the fifth thing, I think there's something about God's kingdom that is about culture. The Romans had a very kind of clear kind of culture. The Greeks had a, a clear culture. Actually, there's something about the kingdom of God that has a clear culture. And that culture of the kingdom of God is an upside-down kind of kingdom. It's a kingdom that, where things are turned on the head, of where the, kind of, the way that things work in, in, in society, in the world, somehow in God's kind of economy, things turn upside down. So the greatest is the least, and, and the least is the greatest. There's something about God's kingdom where we love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us, rather than revenge and hatred and bitterness and unforgiveness. God's kingdom is where is a kingdom generosity. There's something about the kingdom culture. That if we're seeking first God's kingdom, it's something that's outside of ourselves rather than it being self-focused and depending upon us. Actually, the kingdom culture is how do we lavishly see the light come in the darkness? How do we see the wisdom of God that can appear like foolishness to the world 
with all its ways that the kind of society works, but actually it truly is the way to live. So these five things, how, what does it mean for Jesus to say, don't be worried, don't be anxious? What's the first thing you should do? The first thing is to do is to seek first God's kingdom, to seek Jesus being king in your life, to seek how do you submit yourself to his lordship? How do you meet together with God's people and understand that as God's people, we're part of the body that's going to see this world changed? How do we understand that, it's, that God's seeking first God's kingdom does affect the, the whole of creation, the whole of the world? How are we involved in some of those environmental issues? How are we involved with some of those social justice issues? How are we involved with some of the ways that we, we can change the culture of our workplace? And again, the culture that comes upside down, the Jesus kind of culture. If you've ever heard me talk about the kingdom of God, my, my favorite verse of all time uh, is the verse where Paul uh, tries to explain uh, in just a few words what the kingdom of God is. And he says this in uh, Romans chapter 14, verse 17. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking. It, it's not kind of religious activity. It's not about kind of what... Uh, you have to do and what you don't have to do. It says this, the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but it's these four things, of righteousness, of peace, and of joy in the Holy Spirit. Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Spirit. And for me, as I seek first God's kingdom, uh, rather than being worried and anxious, uh, so I'm, as I depend on God, I think it's, it's to do with righteousness. There's something about God's kingdom that we seek God's righteousness. Actually, all of us fail. All of us disappoint ourselves, disappoint our friends, disappoint our family. Actually, we, we, we live with sense of regret and, 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 and shame and guilt. And, but seeking first God's kingdom is in Jesus. Those things can be forgiven. Those things can be taken away. Actually, not because we earn it and we deserve it, but it's God's free gift. And whether you're here in the building or whether you're watching online, actually, that's the free gift. A righteousness that is in Jesus. And so as we seek first God's kingdom, we want to experience that righteousness for ourselves, but we also want to share that through evangelism, through witness. That's part of seeking first God's kingdom. The second thing it says is, is, is peace. And, and peace is something that's to do with with shalom, that was Paul's idea, which was a, a Greek kind of concept, which wasn't just a personal peace and quiet, it was a, a communal peace and quiet. It was a, a communal sense of well-being, of where society itself thrives and works, exactly how God intended. And so God intended his people to be a community where they did the very things that God wanted to happen. And actually, people would look and say, it's like a, a light on a hill, it's like a city. This is how humanity should live. Because there's a sense of community and love. We love the Lord with all our God with all our hearts, all mind and strength, and we love our neighbours ourselves. And I suppose the challenge is to how do we do that? How do we love our neighbours as ourselves? This noise weekend is a weekend where I think it's part of seeking first God's kingdom as we go out to communities. Um, quite a few of you, uh, uh, I think, are quite new around at church. Maybe you haven't heard about something that we uh, ran at a church that I used to call Community Church. It was called Single Parents Fair, um, where we invited single parents from the community of Southmead uh, to our community centre where, where we met. I think if, if you just run the little video there, it shows, okay. Um, here's a few little images of Single Parents Fair. So we invited single parents to come to the, the, the community centre, and uh, we looked after the children, the mums, um, with craft, with face painting, bouncy castles, street dance 
training. Uh, and while the kids were having a, an amazing time, uh, the mums, plus a few dads, were pampered. They had uh, haircuts, they had massages. They, uh, we set up a little photographic studio where, kind of, you know, if you go to some of the places in Clifton, you can get a family portrait. And it probably cost you a few hundred pounds. But we thought, wouldn't it be great for, for the parents to have a photograph of themselves with, uh, with their, their children? And we printed the, the photos up, put them in frames, and, uh, and they would come three weeks' time between, we say, come back between half past 10 and, and 12 o'clock on a Sunday, and we'll give you your photos. And what was happening there? Well, church was happening, and they snuck in the back, and they saw church. Uh, but it was, it was seeking first God's kingdom. There were second-hand clothes, and we did up their bikes. Some of the, the mums didn't know how to, how to fix their kids' bikes when they went wrong. And, and, and it was just like, here's a kingdom activity of to love and to serve. Some of the people parenting with two, with two parents is quite hard work. On your own, actually, it's really hard work. And, and, the, and the, the mum, the first time we did it, there was uh, 240 kids and 120 mums arrived, four dads. Um, and it was just this sense of God's kingdom, the shalom. This is how society should be. And uh, at the end of the um, uh, time, we'd, some of the mums would come and, and say thank you. And, but one, one of the mums wrote this um, little email uh, to us uh, just to say thank you. I don't know if it's on the, on the, on the screen there, Joe. But she just said this, as this shalom of how society has changed. Um, she said, says this um, about the fair. She said, I thought the fair was fantastic. I've been feeling quite low prior to coming along and left feeling valued and seen. The fact that you had a photographer there almost made me cry, as I have almost no photos of my child and I together, as there's no one else to take the picture. Just every touch was so thoughtful, from the post-it note on the bag saying, put your feet up, you deserve it, to the free cafe and the clothes for adults. I got two, new, two pairs of trousers uh, and binned the pair that I'd come along in as they were falling apart. And I'm still enjoying the haircut. Just thank you. Thank you so much. More than I can convey, actually. I cut out the bit on the paper bag and I've stuck it to my kitchen wall, the bit that says, with love. The day did feel filled with love from total strangers. I was very moved by it. Thank you. And there's something about the kingdom, seeking first God's kingdom. What if? I mean, what if we lived our lives that are generous? What if we lived our lives that were outward looking? Actually, what if we did that not just on the noise weekend or when we were on the single parents' fair, but what if we did it this week? We seek first God's kingdom. Actually, could the world become a place where anxiety and fear kind of diminishes? where we could see light coming in the darkness. And Jesus says, make it your first priority, your first priority to seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness. Paul, just as I finish, says, um, there's something about joy and there's something about the Holy Spirit that's part of God's kingdom. And, uh, and which is why on a Sunday, we'll often, around communion in a moment, we'll offer the chance to pray because we know that kind of there's things of life that we actually beat us up pull us down and whether it's emotional or physical we don't actually know there's things where that the robbers of our joy and part of seeking first god's kingdom is to say how can we pray for one another how can we help one another how can we give people the opportunity to encounter a joy that's not to do with circumstance but that is to do with king jesus and that's why in a moment when you come to take communion we'd we'd love to pray for you if you've come this morning and you wouldn't say actually you've got joy actually seek first god's kingdom it's to do with joy even this morning you could encounter something of God's joy and the Holy Spirit that comes to help us and inspire us.
So just as I finish, we pray and we take communion together. I just want to pray and just um, give you the chance to have a little moment of quiet and reflection. Let's just close our eyes and, and maybe for you, say, what is life feeling like at the moment? Is anxiety, is fear, stress, are they the dominating feelings you have? And I want to pray. I want to pray that you would seek first God's kingdom. I want to pray that you'd know King Jesus. I want to pray that you'd submit your life, bring your life under his rule, that when he says things, that you're brave enough and courageous enough and faithful enough to put them into practice. I want to pray that you'd not give up meeting together with, with fellow believers, and, but together you'd know what it is to seek first God's kingdom that changes our dark world. But Jesus, we say thank you that living that kind of life is a life where all the other things of life will be added to us. Where we make you, King Jesus, our priority. Help us to do that, I pray. Even now as we take communion, we remember you, Jesus. Amen.